You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the second season of the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for the show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast series, we'll talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Steve Killius. Steve is the Vice President of Contractor Industry Affairs and Programs with Electrical Wiring Systems at Legrand. He is experienced in leading and managing teams to determine customer needs, drive product specification, and manage sales process through formal distribution channels. Currently leading Legrand North America as a manufacturing partner, he is successful in the evolution of the electrical contractor, helping to ready them to meet the needs of the ever-evolving business. He's a tremendous guy and a great friend and leader in the industry. Steve, looking forward to our conversation today. We'd like to officially welcome you to the IEC National Podcast, The Electrical Current. Well, thank you, Spencer. That sounded really good. I'd, I'd like to meet this guy. <laughs> Look in the mirror. He's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted to be here. Thank terrific. You. Terrific. Well, well, great. And where is here for you today? Are, are you uh, down in the Carolinas? Where are you at? I am. I'm in, sun, in uh, sunny Somerville, South Carolina today. Yep. And uh, we've been, as everybody is, you know, working from home, but I've been working remotely for, oh, I don't know, going on 22 years. So it doesn't matter where I am, I guess. You've, you've been in quarantine for 22 years. That, that, uh, wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to feel like it, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it does in a way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're, and for folks listening in, so, yeah, we're, we're here at the beginning of May uh, in 2020. So knee-deep uh, or waist-deep probably at this point into uh, COVID-19 world. Um, but, but yeah, Steve, thanks so much for, for taking time today to be able to chat with us. Um, love to f- kind of start off. I like to start off with a fundamental question of, uh, tell us a little bit about where you, where you grew up and, and kind of help to lead us on the, the pathway, um, to, uh, to where, where you're at now. Sure. Well, I grew up in St. Louis. I'm originally from really? Missouri. Huh. Yeah. Um, left there in my teens, spent a couple years in Dallas area, mm-hmm. and uh, and then moved to New Jersey where I spent most of my adult life. Right, right. And ended up uh, ended up here in South Carolina just uh, six and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So St. Louis, you still have family back in the Midwest, or or some? Yeah. There is, yeah, okay. there is still some family there. I get back there occasionally. I am a Midwestern boy at heart. Yeah. And uh, uh, it is it is kind of nice to go back and see what that what what a city's like you know yeah. forty some years after you left it it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting isn't it isn't it yeah you, you kind of uh, you're you're walking in a shadow of of a of your personality in some ways of of uh, you know you you a lot of things that you recognize a lot of things that you don't and and you're like well wait a minute that that wasn't there before and there was this that was there and, and <laughs> yeah. it's just it's confusing. yeah well especially when you yeah. go out to your old neighborhood and all the farms are now uh homes yeah you know, they grew something different out wow. there yeah wow it's amazing yeah they grew something different exactly <laughs> you can plant seeds and and uh it grows uh yeah yeah it grows dwellings too so yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> which is one of the t subjects that I want to touch on today too, is, is some of the modularization piece. But, um, so, so how did you get into, uh, into the, the electrical industry and, and kind of, you know, on, on uh, manufacturing side of things, where, where did that come from? It's, um, uh, you know, I, I used to tell my kids that when they would ask me about, you know, how did you end up doing what you do? And I would tell them it was largely an accident. Mm -hmm. But in reality, since seventh grade, all I ever wanted to be was an electrician. Is that right? And, uh, yeah, I was fascinated by the whole construction industry mm -hmm. and fascinated by electricity. I was one of those kids that stuck stuff in outlets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I learned learned the hard way about about electricity. Yeah. But uh, I always wanted to do it. And in fact, when I got out of high school, I went to work for a small, it's kind of a one man operation as a as an electrician's helper. Mm -hmm. And uh, I um, I learned a, a tremendous amount from this man. He had a it was a small business, but we did a great variety of work. I, he could tell I was very, very interested in, in, in becoming an electrician uh -huh. and set me up set me up for an interview with uh, an apprenticeship program. But back in the 70s, it was not as easy to get in. Not that it's easy to get into apprenticeship today. I sure. realize you need some skills. Yeah. But, uh, but I just didn't have the connections needed and, and ended up going to school and getting into the data common electrical business. And here we are you know, nearly 30 years later. And, yeah. uh, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, touching the wire, but I'm, I'm affiliated with the industry and I really enjoy it. That's great. That's great. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, what, what, what an interesting pathway too. And, and yeah, yeah, that, yeah, most definitely not. It's, it was, it was by design. You're, you're driven by passion. Um, and I'm curious, um, yeah, too, what, what was it about, uh, construction or, or the electrical industry in general that, you said that really compelled you from a young age uh, to want to be connected to it. No, no pun intended. Well, now you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to make me geek out here a little bit. But yeah, yeah, please, please. Really, what 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 is fascinating to me is to watch a, a patch of dirt mm. and a bunch of people yes. and a bunch of machinery and yes. trucks and things show up yes. and suddenly morphs into a building. Yes. And I just was was just absolutely amazed by that yeah. and uh and really really all facets of it but yeah. for some reason the electrical side of things was was amazing to me trying to get my head around the fact that uh, what do you mean these atoms are traveling down the outside of this piece of copper you right. know right right um anyway and it just uh i got involved with it even in high school in votech classes mm -hmm. i took mechanical drawing i took carpentry i took electricity even automotive stuff mm -hmm. and it just seemed it just seemed like the, the interest really uh, was heavy around the whole construction thing right. and um, managed to stay in touch with it, uh, even though I guess I like to think it's accidental, but maybe in some way it, it, it really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. That's that's great. That's great. And yeah, Votech classes. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time uh, in, in high school in, in the vocational wing of our of our public high school, too, back in Iowa, where I grew up. Um, those are somewhat few and far in between these days, aren't they? You know, <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 it's sad to think about uh, young people that that uh, might have that that same burning desire and volition um, for vocational trade, um, similar to to um, you know both of us talking here today that 
due to due to the lack of exposure within the K through twelve system to those those opportunities that might not be able to fully realize their their dream uh, in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yes. So, so it's it's been been fun to be a part, and you've been a big advocate uh, of uh, helping to then um, create these pathways and create more exposure opportunities for young people to learn about. Um, the vocational trades and and uh, been aligned with IEC on those those uh, values as well. So um, education is critical and important. And and yeah, and you guys have have been uh, you were you were one of the first uh, to join in with uh, um, the the partners in learning program um, at IEC, um, connecting to the curriculum in, in a very direct way and helping to support the continued development and expansion of uh, of the IEC apprenticeship program. So. Know that it's near and dear to your heart, and and near and dear to in the hearts of many uh, at at our partners at Legrand. So, pretty awesome it's, stuff, man. It's very, very clear to us that that is a great investment. Um, there's a, there's a such a well defined career path in the electrical world, and um, to to be able to influence young people when they get started, you know, while that that may not be a measurable thing, that's not a commissionable sale for our sales mm-hmm. team today. We, we know that we're helping to create professionals that, as they move through their career, are going to be, you know, if not, uh, if not devoted to LeGrand, they're at least familiar with us. And, and uh, we know that that branding is so important. Um, we're, we are absolutely committed to continuing to invest in, in the development uh, of people through, you know, coming into the industry. And frankly, you know, we need them too. And we yeah, have a very active absolutely. program to re- yeah. to recruit people in, into, you know, uh, the firm here and as do right, right. other manufacturers and distributors. Right, right, right. Yeah, our, our goals are aligned that way to be, be able to then uh, attract the top talent uh, throughout America into this great industry, help to g- provide them with world-class educational opportunities so they can grow and prosper within their careers, within the companies that they work for, and uh, and, and continue to, to perpetuate this, this great country of ours in so many different ways. So, um, we are locked, uh, locked arm in arm on on this pathway, my friend. Um, I appreciate, uh, you know, just appreciate your passion and all your support around that piece. It's great. It's really great. Happy to do it. Awesome. Um, tell me a little bit about and, and tell folks about. Um, I, this is a loaded question. A, a typical day, or what? What is? What, what, uh, because there isn't a typical day is the loaded question. <laughs> um, but, but tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your, your, some of your responsibilities and, and your engagements, uh, at Legrand and, and, um, you know, just so we can get a, a little bit of a, a glimpse into, um, yeah, what, some of your purview and, and, uh, some of your, your work with, with our contractors out there. Sure. What I do for Legrand is what I consider outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, we this this is outreach to the electrical contracting community, mm-hmm. um, either 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 through direct relationships with uh, specific accounts, you know, people we consider strategic accounts around the country. Uh-huh. But primarily, what I do is outreach through uh, industry associations, foundations work closely with apprenticeship programs, all, all with the goal of, um, you know, help, helping to better the development of, of uh, people in the industry. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's the benefit of, of being able to brand with those people, sure. you know, early yeah. in career. You bet. But I spend the bulk of my time around that. It's, it's yeah. communication to the associations, mm-hmm. 
to that community uh, at large. And, and then, of course, very important piece of it is, is working with apprenticeship programs. Yeah. And that reaches from high school programs or around the country, certain high school programs, uh, community colleges, formal programs like at IEC, uh, any anybody that is involved in this, we, we want to try to, to reach out and, and help them in some way. Uh, the involvement with foundations and research mm-hmm. that's, that's aimed at benefiting the electrical con- contractor has been beneficial both ways. In mm-hmm. fact, all of these things, yeah. all, all of this outreach enables us uh, to bring back as much as, as we take right. out, and right. that's sort of my goal. We, I'm yeah. able to share a lot of information with product development people, our marketing people, uh, and, and the, the opportunity to collaborate mm-hmm. doing this with other manufacturers and distributors is just invaluable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, a true partnership and, and exchange of, of uh, yeah, the value Without a doubt, that's a good yeah. way to sum it up. Yeah, that's yep. great. That's great. Um, well, what do, you, what do you love about your job? What, what gets you real jazzed when you wake up in the morning about, uh, you know, kind of getting out there and, and getting the good word out there? I think it's because my job is outside yeah. the building, so to speak. Yep. And, 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 it, and it creates some interesting challenges. People don't mind seeing me. I'm often giving away things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's different. The, 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 uh, the real uh, challenge is sometimes inside, right, because of uh, recruiting people to get on board with the programs and, and to support the help that's, that's you know, being uh, requested right. from our partners out there. Right. Right. And I think the fact that it's literally that different all the time, serving on committees, mm-hmm. uh, visiting uh, apprenticeship uh, locations, uh, talking to students, talking to instructors, uh, talking to the, the, um, the directors of, of your chapters and mm-hmm. so forth. There's just so much. Uh, we can't pretend to know it all, right? Yeah, right? And there's just so much to learn and so much exchange. And I think that's really what's exciting about it is the fact that I'm, it's back and forth so much. I get to travel all over the country. Well, at least I used to. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that plays out here <laughs> right, in the near right. future. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I've met people and made friends all over the country. Yeah. And I think that in and of itself is pretty rewarding. Oh, you bet. Yeah, the, the relationships are just absolutely invaluable and um, you know, benefits in so many different levels. You know, that that partnership and, and mutual exchange of, of providing value to one another that you talked about, as as well as then just you, you, you it's it's great to do business with friends, right? You know, we, we form um, ongoing dialogue and communication no matter why, where we might be and running into each other across the country and and um, now in the virtual world as well, um, so that's great. That's great. without a doubt. My I had a I had a mentor early in my career who uh-huh. was the very very best that I ever had. And yeah. One of the simple things he taught me was that companies don't do business; mm-hmm. people do. People. And that <laughs> seems fundamental, right? Right. But it, it's it's interesting to to me <laughs> how many people really don't boil it down to that. You're right. You're right. Simple level. And it, and that was the key. And that stuck with me forever, that this is a people thing. It really it doesn't matter what it says on your business card. In fact, I, I used that line one time in mm-hmm. a job interview yeah. when somebody asked me w- what it would take to, to come on board. And I said, well, if you want to put your name on my business card, this mm-hmm. is what it's going to take. Wow. And 
boy, it really sat him back in his chair. And because that's what it is, we're trading yeah. our personal capital, right? Yes. yes. Um, You're right. Certainly, the 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 logo on the card is important, and I don't discount that at all. But yep. Yep. if if you don't like me, we're going to have a hard time doing business, right? Right. right. Yeah, I think I, I love that, actually, the way that you phrase that there. We said it, it is. It shifts. It's a paradigm shift in your head and, and, and kind of bursts. I literally in my in my thoughts as you were saying that it burst that bubble of like oh yeah you're you're exactly right and it is a fundamental piece I think that we know uh, and, and those of us that have been in the business world a long time we're like okay yeah that makes sense but breaking it down to that level and defining in that way um, yeah creates then a foundation of of yeah that relationship piece being absolutely critical and and it's yeah it's the people that are doing the business and comprise the business we're we're the 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 main assets of the of the organization, which then create um, the the companies that and uh, groups that we all work for. So that's great. I love that. I love that piece. I'm I'm going to borrow it, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I I I'm glad you will. I enjoy mentoring people and yeah. sharing the things that have been shared with me over the years. And it's funny how much of it is really simple, but yeah. we don't always take time to think about it that way. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, that's it's invaluable to to you know, spend time like this and kind of you know, dive into a couple of things because we'll um, we learn we learn from one another along the pathway of life, along the pathway of business. Yep. Well, well, I, w- I want to ask you a little bit about uh, looking ahead, and and you know we're we're in uh, very uh, interesting times uh, currently within the COVID situation, of which then you know from all accounts that we it'll be a temporary period of time. Um, uh, depending on on who you ask at the current uh, time period, if that's weeks, months, uh, etc. Um, and but I, I want to ask a little bit about um, you know you and I have, have shared some dialogue back and forth, and you've shared some interesting things with me around um, from your perspective on where the electrical con- contracting industry uh, may be evolving to in the next few years. And and um, I, I wanted to yeah just kind of. Pick your brain a little bit uh, on some of the things that you've been seeing and observing and learning about, um, and and another paradigm shift that that maybe we'll get into is is um, you and I had a conversation a little while back that I'm hoping you can share with with folks on this podcast uh, a little bit about the, the the shift of of looking at construction uh, as a project and and start looking at it a little bit more as a product and and what that means uh, from from your vantage. As you know, many contractors have adopted prefab and what many prefer to call now off-site construction, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, look, looking for not just productivity, but control. And that's really what prefab is all about. It's about certainty. Certainty of quality, certainty of safety, hopefully certainty of cost. And, and the ability, you know, we've been challenged by a shortage of skilled labor for some time mm-hmm. and that goes across all types of, of skilled labor, not right. just even not just construction. Uh, virtually every industry. So we're we're forced to find ways to do more with fewer people. We we need to get more done. We that's that's a fact. And so so off site construction, prefab or whatever you want to call it, has really taken off, uh, especially in the last five or eight years mm-hmm. it's grown I, I think exponentially and you're starting to see it get even bigger and bigger and bigger and by that i mean we've gone from simple assembling components mm-hmm. to 
to building systems and bringing systems to the job site ready to, to literally put in place, yeah. whether that's an entire electrical room. Right. Um, there are contractors today who are building the entire conduit structure offsite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hmm. so we're, we're seeing this shift down this continuum and it started with the assembly of components and then it moved into bigger, bigger parts of the job. Mm-hmm. And now it's, then, then you start seeing more multi-trade, uh, cooperation mm-hmm. where people are going off site and building the, the infrastructure together, electrical, yeah. mechanical, right. plumbing, et cetera. And the next progression on that continuum is modular construction. Mm-hmm. There's a number of, of companies around the world, in fact, that have turned a building into a product. And that's where our discussion yeah. went last right. time. Is right. The view is now, this is not construction management or project management, but it's a product. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see examples around the country. It's been most notable in the hospitality mm-hmm industry right, right where they're bringing a hotel like out hotels, as a module right. the room right. yep the room is a completed module they're stacking them up they put the fascia on and suddenly you have a building yeah. and uh, you can't tell once that thing is completed you cannot tell that this thing was built in a factory right. in essence and i think <laughs> uh, we're going to see an acceleration of that mm-hmm. i think that was happening pre-covid yep but i think post-COVID, and I've been talking to contractors around the country for the last eight weeks, I think it's generally accepted that we're going to see an acceleration of off-site construction Mm -hmm. and and this this move into modular and even the healthcare uh, segment is starting to consider. Because if you think of a hospital, Spencer, other than maybe the first few floors, the rest of the floors are pretty much like a hotel. It's a hallway and rooms. Exactly. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. there there may be room for that. So I, I think we're going to see an acceleration of that. And, yeah. and then if you look at the rules that have been put in place because of social, the need for distancing, mm-hmm. the need for sanitization, and the need for hygiene, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do more with fewer people. Mm-hmm. You just simply are going to have to. And so let's go back to that C word, certainty. Yes. Do, doing it off-site and, and doing more of it off-site means better control, more certainty. Right. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna control certainly safety and hygiene and and and, um, and quality and that's a big one. So mm-hmm. I I think we can expect to see an acceleration there. How soon? I don't know, but almost everyone I've talked to, even contractors that haven't really embraced prefab, mm-hmm. I I think are suddenly saying, boy, I need to standardize. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah must definitely be yeah with that certainty that you're talking about. I mean, yeah, when you start to look at it, um, and that that's where contractors have seen. I, I love your evolutionary steps of of where where it first started from of of uh, yeah just um, you know pulling wire and 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 doing some prefabrication and small applications and seeing that wait a minute okay I, I can have somebody in my shop that is is uh, getting things set up and ready that don't need to be done on the job site given space constraints or whatever whatever helped to cause that innovation at the time um, but now within and, and then where it, where it can go towards yeah the modularization is, is what you're noting within that we've seen within the hospitality industry and you know hotels that yeah that kind of are just 
craned up and it becomes a bit more of a plug and play application, right? Um, yeah. That, and, and that shift between looking at it from a, a project and, and looking at more as product manufacturing in, in a way, um, delivered on site and you, you still need labor force, but if you have a controlled environment, um, and, and are able to then do more of that prefabrication or that, that manufacturing um, piece. And then you have more coordination with other trades to be able to then build out more of that. And, um, yeah, I, I could see that, you know, the evolution of it could then be integrated into the design and expectations on site. Um, and I think we've even seen, um, you know, the, at the early onset of, of the current uh, pandemic situation, there was, you know, at one point it hit news of, of uh, I, I think I even remember seeing a, a time lapse video of, uh, of a, a healthcare facility that went up uh, in Asia and it was through modularization and it was like, you know, like, it, it went from that that vision that you had as a young man, <laughs> Steve, of of uh, you know the the blank plot of land to all of a sudden it was a four story health facility um, within the matter of a couple of weeks, you know just like yeah. boom boom yeah. boom, and uh, and just you know what what a fascinating turn of events um, that that will be impressed upon us because of this situation, but then also yeah looking at the considerations of of health and safety for our workers in which then IEC contractors are completely focused on that continually and have been, but now taking this new piece of consideration of of uh, um, you know uh, situations like like COVID or the the uh, coronavirus. Um, that that yeah perhaps then it, it accelerates some of this. It's interesting. I do I do huh. believe we're going to see that, and I, I think you made a very important point. Yeah, and that is we still need the trades. Yes, those those workers are still going to be Correct. there. They're just going to go to work somewhere else. Correct. And we're going to you know that solves a lot of issues. The transportation issue. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't put fifteen in a van and run them to the job site anymore. Right. 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 Uh, until until we've mastered this COVID thing, there's either going to be a vaccine or there's going to be herd immunity or some way where or some way where we're going to manage this really well. Right. Uh, to go back to the way we we saw it before, but yep. but the new normal and I don't know what that means. Nobody right, right. does yet. Right? <laughs> Nobody. Does. But, You're making air quotes right now, things, aren't you? With new normal. Yeah, exactly yeah. I, I do the same that, thing. I do the same thing. <laughs> but but there's there's going to be challenges. But there's going to be a lot of opportunity here yeah. too, and we're, we're I've used this line a lot recently. We're yeah. we're all in this together, mm-hmm. but we need to be all in together, yeah. right? Wow, um, this is so universal yes. to all of us in, in this whole chain of events, and not even just our industry. We are really going to have to get uh, innovative. We're yes. going to have to put our heads together, and we're going to solve these problems. But we are going to go on, and buildings are going to go up, and um, you know, we're going to, we're going to get back to it. Yep. Yep. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, if, if you were, you know, you had the opportunity to be able to, uh, to chat with a young person that's looking at, you know, the beginning of their career, um, and, and trying to figure it out, right. As, as we all did, you know, like looking at your options ahead of you and your whole life ahead of you type of thing, you know, wh- what would it, what would you say about uh, a career and, in, in, uh, in the, involved with the electrical industry to that young person? You know, what, what would you, how would you describe it? How would you, you know, help to tell the story? That's a, boy, that's a good question. I happen to participate in a mentoring program here at Legrand yeah. and, um, each year we work with a person 
that's uh, they could be in various stages of their career, but uh-huh. they they tend to be people or early career. Uh-huh. And 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 I'll be honest with you, I mean, two of them have left the company, and I I, I started to question myself. Maybe I don't want to be doing this <laughs> thing. But is, but is it my breath? What is, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't mean to mess them out of the company, but but the people who run the program yeah. said no. That may be exactly what needs right. to happen. Critical, right? th- yeah, instilling and critical thought. It, and, yeah, it, yeah. Sure, and yeah. It, okay, this isn't for me, or I know right. I, I I did see a better thing, or whatever. And I, I like to tell a story because I just think that's funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> the, 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 I, I think the things I would emphasize is, and and you know, we talk all the time. Man, this is really a good gig. Yeah. You know, when you yes. think about it, and and I've always been on the sales side. I've always been a remote employee. I've always been out in the field. And um, the, the, there's a sense of freedom to that. And, and you know, people think, well, oh, yeah, it's, maybe it's better than a 40-hour office job. Well, let me tell you something. This is no 40-hour job. It, it tends to be a lot more than that, right? Um, and when you, when you do a lot of traveling for a living, in my mind, you're working 24-7. Yes. So it, it's, it's a different reason to do it. But there is freedom. There is some flexibility. But there's a, and I said it before, there's a clear path. If you're, mm. if you're a tradesperson, there's a very clear path to go from apprenticeship to CEO of a company. Right. And I, I right. forget the statistic, but it's something like 60% of owners of electrical contractors wore the belt. Yep. And that is a phenomenal statement of, yeah. of this path, the right? Opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we have people in our company who started out as electricians. There are people at this distribution who started out. There are people who move around in this industry. So it it is really, it is just chock full of opportunity and Mm -hmm. people can make it whatever they want. Right. Yeah. So that, that is one of the things that that I would tell them, but I'm also big on continuing education and that always searching for, Finding that thing that you're interested yeah. in, finding that passion, yeah. um, lifelong and, and, and really that yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with with up and making a change, right? Yep. Just yep. suddenly deciding I'm going a different direction here. Yep. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I like your anecdote too, or anecdotal story about the the um, mentorship program and and that you know, people leave and. <laughs> And I think I think that's okay too. You know that that if you're if you're if you're leading in the right ways and influencing in the right ways, and you because you're trying to wake people up, right? You're trying to find their align their passions with their vocations, so they can have the best um, outcome within the results of of the business they're involved with and their lives. Um, you know, happy people are productive people. Um, a- a- absolutely. And and by virtue of people leaving in a program like that, a leadership program or leadership development, that's okay. It's a it's a it's a oh crap moment. You know, in some ways because oh, it, was, it was hard on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah. but for the end goal, you've empowered that person to be able to rec- wake up and recognize, which they would have on their own accord sooner or later. And and during that period of time, 
that they were trying to figure out what it was. If it, let's say it's five years from well, now, ten years worse. from now, right, right. Yeah, but even worse, Spencer, yeah, is maybe yeah. they were moved out, right, yes. because of performance. Oh, what true, have you. true, true. Instead, they found out that, yeah. hey, no, this is something else. You know, this is a good move for me. Yes. And, and man, thanks for the the little bit of the kick in the seat of the pants, perhaps. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yep. I, I'll tell you another thing. I I don't. I in my current role, I I don't have direct reports. But in the past, you know, I've I've had numerous people. Yeah. That worked with me, and um, I was always wanting to develop them. And then you'd get approached sometimes by somebody in another department that mm-hmm. wanted one of your people. Yeah. And, and there's a tendency for some to, to dig in and, and hide them or, yeah. or not want that to happen. But to me, that was a badge of honor. Yeah. If you came and got one of my people, then I, I felt like I did something right, helping to right. develop them. And, right. and again, continuing it, it, it was a big thing. I've always required people to, you know, continue continue to learn something every year you if you if you're happy sitting still it's not going to work in the long run right isn't that the truth isn't that the truth yeah 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 no i love it i love it yeah i'm on a similar pathway too or or wavelength rather of um yeah you want to have you want to you want to you want to recruit and and mentor top talent you know with within your your organization and and you wanna you wanna have people clamoring to get that top talent from you, and and your job then is is to maintain that, but also to develop a culture in which is is uh, supportive of those folks that they don't want to leave, <laughs> you know that, that yeah, they stay exactly right. they stay on the team, and uh, and and, uh, and, yeah. and actually Spencer, if one of them ever became my boss, I want to make sure they they grew up the way I wanted. That's to. that's right. That's right. <laughs> 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 the Padawan becoming the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. May, yeah. May the fourth was just the other day. Um, well, <laughs> Steve, tell us a little bit about what, what do you do for fun in, in your off time um, in, in oh, no, non COVID related world? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say lately that that involves sitting out back around the fire pit with a bottle of wine. But, there we uh, go. There we go. Yeah, that sounds uh, yeah, great. Any time uh, of year. Exactly. I, I, you know, I don't have any really huge, passion i'm not yeah. a golfer yeah um I, I like to fish and get to do so little of it yeah um I, we do a lot of well you know house projects i like i like old cars mm-hmm. um you know we like to get to the beach yeah. um travel despite all the business travel i still get a kick out of uh getting on an airplane and going somewhere so oh, it's, a, it's yeah. a little bit of a lot of things yeah yeah old cars old cars tell me a little bit about that um, I, I, I love older cars. Yeah. Um, it started out as a, as a passion for muscle cars and uh-huh. you know, cars of the sixties yes. and so forth. And then as I got older, I started to appreciate more. And I, uh, I've been to a couple of Concours events where really? you're looking at, yeah. oh, and, and to walk around those and look at cars that oh have been flown in, yes. you know, uh, and, and they're worth millions and, and to, to stand there and talk with an owner of yeah. a really rare automobile yeah, yeah. Um, from around the world. I mean, it's just fascinating. And, and I've done that several times now. And that to me is, is just uh, a really enjoyable uh, event. I love and, it. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, I wish I could play in that world, um, yeah. but that's, uh, that's, a, that's, uh, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. But, to, to get to go to those events and, and look at those things is just uh, amazing. I, I guess that would be the passion there. Would yep. be, uh, 
you know the automobile yep Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, Steve, you, you're you're a great enthusiast of life, uh, a tremendous business leader, a great friend uh, to the electrical industry throughout, through and through, and, and a great partner. Um, I really want to thank you for everything that you do for for IEC, all of our contractors, um, for the industry as a whole. Um, you're you're just a, a pleasure to to work with, um, and and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to share a bit about your story with us today. Well, I'm happy to do it, and thank you for the kind words. That was very nice of you. Um, It's you, man. It's all you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed enjoyed working with you and your staff. Um, I I think you guys have just done a remarkable job of of building a a team and a culture, and it it mirrors, you know, the one I'm in here at LeBron, and I think that uh, that just kind of is why things automatically happen the way they do, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I appreciate it. Thank well, good. you. Good, good, good. Well, awesome. Well, well I want to thank uh, also all of our listeners out there. Uh, this has been another installment in the second season of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out over at ieci.org. And if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.